My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello, and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today we are talking about taking a leap of faith, especially when that comes to your career, your calling as um, a coach or any kind of side business that you want to create to help others with what you've experienced. Sometimes, well, no, all the time, <laughs> it takes a leap of faith to trust that inner calling and do what needs to be done, whether it is to kind of future pace and make sure you're on the winning end of a situation that isn't going so well in your job, um, but also um, having the faith to believe in yourself that you can take on a side business um, to help other people or take the leap eventually, as our guest might today into doing it full time. So I'm talking with Lisa Cobble today. She's the founder of Exceed Coaching Limited, and she's also an active career woman um, with a very impressive um, history. And so I'm excited to hear her story of how she recently scored her dream job while also uh, helping people as a coach. So welcome, Lisa. How are you today? Thank you. I'm very well, Molly. How are you? I'm good. Thanks a lot. So why don't you share what you do as, as a coach in your, your business Exceed Coaching? We'll start there and then we'll go into everything else. Sure, fine. Thank you very much. So for my coaching business, I originally started coaching people into retirement, but it rapidly changed into being career coaching um, and more recently, um, how to become promotable. Um, so it's, it's really how to become the talent in the organization that's seen and heard and noticed. So you're more of a sparkly, um, aspirational person than someone that's just sitting doing their job. A lot of people have got a lot more to give as long as they've got the passion and the energy and the drive behind it. So it's lighting that spark for them. Um, and in my other other elements of my coaching for career coaching, I've, as, as you know, we'll probably come to, I've just been through a massive job shift. Um, so I've learned a lot about job application processes and and how to prepare yourself and so on and the absolute pain of of that process you know the darkest parts and the the roller coaster that you can go through in an hour let alone months at a time so yeah I'm, I'm feeling the pain of that too so I'm, I'm learning to help people with that as well well that's so important because I think that's something that gets people kind of stuck in jobs that they are not happy in or they're not a good fit for because it is like well I'm making the salary I've got these benefits and if I uproot it all what's going to happen to my life especially if they have a family to to care for and you know future plans so <clears throat> why don't we start there uh and and i'd love to hear about that recent challenge that you experienced like noticing things weren't flowing with your current position and saying hey i need to figure out a way to make myself redundant basically to then you know make it make sense for me to to hop on somewhere else 
and and sure. divine timing just met you perfectly with that so <laughs> absolutely i think yeah i think we'll start when i was in a, a role i'd worked for a, a man for about four or five years and in fact i started working for him because i'd said to somebody I need a new boss. It wasn't that I needed a new job. I needed a new boss. So I worked for this guy um, for five years, but then he tapped me on the shoulder and said, Lisa, you might want to think about going for this role over here. And as the more I looked at the, this particular role, it was something that I didn't really want to do. I was like, oh, I don't, re I don't really want to do that. There's a lot of data, a lot of crunching, and it's just not me. He said, Lisa, go and talk to the, go and talk to the hiring manager. You know him. Go and talk to him. And so I was romanced, I call it, I was romanced into the job um, and I took it. It was um, a sales operations role. And whilst I'm great at processes and tools and all of that kind of lovely connected stuff, it was definitely not the job that I had gone for. It was a lot of admin and a lot of crunching numbers and a lot of data and it, it wasn't perfect. I was making it work. I've got a brilliant way of gamifying things for myself and doing things that make it easier. So I was making it work, but there was, there was just this feeling among, amongst some of the people I work with that it wasn't quite open and collaborative. There were certain, it almost was like an onion where there's layers of the organization. And, and if you weren't right in the middle, then you weren't ever going to get into the middle. And it just felt like I was too many layers out. And I was watching the way other people interacted with each other and the personalities. And I just have this, had this feeling, you know, this inside feeling that it was just not right. So I made the best out of it and I enjoyed a lot of it. But I think that some, somebody had said when I was moving into the role, they said, do they, do they not know? Does she not know that it's not safe in that job? And my, my answer had been, I've got my own business. Um, you know, if the worst comes to the worst, they can make me redundant and I'll go off and do my own thing. And so that was the plan. It was the case of if it came along, I'll take it and we'll see what happens. Um, but unfortunately, my business, I hadn't been able to spend the time building my own business up enough so that when, when and if that happened, that I would be able to leap. So even though I knew I was definitely going to leave when this whole restructuring thing came up, I said, right, I'm going. And they were, they were saying, well, don't you want to apply for a different job or do you want no, I'm going. So I took my chance. And it was a, a bigger leap of faith than I thought, because like I said, I hadn't got my own business to fall back into so easily. Um, and the UK situation, um, we were just, we, we were literally, it was December when I left that job. And so interest rates had been coming up and up. We still had a bit of a mortgage and I'm the only breadwinner. And there was a lot of pressure because my job was finishing and I hadn't got anything to go to. And so it was I keep describing it as it was burning a hole in my forehead. I was just mm. so much pressure. Your third the eye. Was a lot. I mean, yeah. I, you just can't think past it. You can't see past yes. it. Yes. People were talking to me and I just wasn't listening because it's like, unless you're talking to me about a job, I can't listen. And it was too serious and I was too tightly mm. focused on it. Almost like I was squeezing the life out of it. And I think it wasn't until a, almost October time I started to, feel that the energy shift in me that I was starting to let go a little bit of trying so hard and that that had been from July to October I'd been trying and trying and trying the applications list was huge you know I'd fall at different hurdles and I'd even learned that I was probably going for the wrong kind of job like trying to change job type as well as company 
I was like, Nisa, that wasn't very clever. You know, we've now learned that if you're going to change company, just stick to the same type of job because you've got recent experience, blah, blah, blah. All these lovely things that you learn as you go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I learned them the really hard way. Um, so it was around October, like I say, where I just suddenly started to let go a bit and started to relax a bit and things started to change and more positive things started to come through. And I ended up um, talking to my university and I had been shortlisted for two jobs there. And there's a, a man who I used to work with in the previous job had said, hey, so why don't you come and think about this job as well? Well, okay, I can think about that job as well. And then all of a sudden things started to pick up even more. So I, again, I started to let go even more and trust, trust what I was feeling and trust what was happening for me. And eventually I landed my job. I got to, I got told the day before I left my old job that I had this new job and I could start in the middle of January. So I had Christmas off to um, decompress and recompress. How perfect. And start in January. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a really great example of how divine timing works when it's time. And I, I used to work in the corporate world. A lot of my clients have dealt with job changes and these kinds of things. And I've heard this story a lot. It's when you're in flow with your spirit and you're saying yes to what you know needs to be done in your life there, even if it doesn't feel like it's working right away, it's almost like once you make that decision, the universe starts conspiring to help you. And it's just about hanging in there and trusting it, you know, you know, and, and battling those moments of, you know, your intellect going crazy about it, the fears and the, the what ifs and the overthinking. So, um, Can you share some of the, like, say you were helping someone going through something similar and they were, they had that whole bird in their head. Um, What would you tell them to help them get out of that and sort of go with the flow a little bit more? Yeah, I've, I've, I'm actually working with one client at the moment who's going through this, probably a lot more actually around her job change. So we have to build in the factors, but we've built in like a happy place in her house so she she's always maintained it doesn't matter what happens in the rest of the house it can fall apart but that view or that piece is actually her sanctuary that she can go to you know she doesn't do job stuff there she does rest in and peacefulness there and we've talked about routines you know making sure she gets time for her as well as the job applications as well as this as well as that but also focusing her energy a lot more narrow as well on on her job search because she was going far and wide. And and I'd learned that as well. You know, you you can throw so many stones in the ocean, but it just doesn't give anything back. So yeah, narrowing the search and spend and being more meticulous on the time you do spend, but allowing the self-care because ultimately if somebody came and knocked on your door for an interview and you were a nervous wreck or you were, that desperate for a job you just didn't perform then it doesn't help you at all does it so we talk about that and we talked about you know breathing about being a lot more central in yourself how safe you are you know really looking at the hierarchy of needs you know right immediately you're safe nothing's going to happen breathe and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but trust your gut as well when you're in in an interview or in a situation does it feel right and a, a lot of the time people can push off their feelings because you know they just need a job but it's Mm -hmm. not I really do feel like you you shouldn't be especially when it's a big change like this you shouldn't be going against your inner feelings your inner gut because it's Mm -hmm. that's the thing that's going to keep you safe and make you feel like you're at home you know and that's that's what I have now thankfully I am a lot lot happier 
but it's it's that hanging with it and allowing yourself to step back and step away don't throttle it to death because like you said it's that it's trusting that something's good gonna happen but also when you do let go a little bit like you said the vibe the vibration almost that you give off starts to get better and better and little things that you can do to increase that you know the frequency and everything I do do strongly believe that it all just comes straight back for you and and that's why I I I started to do it slowly and I realized it was working and then the more it happened the more it was it was brilliant in the end Absolutely. And, and for the listeners, I, I want to just point out, um, you know, something that I talk about a lot on the show, and I teach in my book and my program is what Lisa's pointing to is that the intellect is trying to defend the instinct to stay safe in those moments. So if you feel like you're going to die, if you don't find that job right now, um, your your whole system is like, oh my God, a, a wild animal's after us. And we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get attacked and we're literally gonna die when if we really, really think about it, that's that's not really true. We're gonna find a way, something's gonna work out. Um, in this day and age, especially, there's so many resources, so we're not gonna end up starving. So I think it's important to, to call attention to that kind of instinct to react that way and feed your intellect the kind of things that you're talking about, Lisa, this kind of positive thought, but also taking the time to care for yourself so your nervous system relaxes because that's when the intuition can rise up. That's when that trust in the universe can rise up. Otherwise, we're just we're stuck in that logical blah, 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 and that can really really wear you out when divine timing is not lining up. So that's a, that's a really great point of how to deal with those uncertain moments. And so Lisa, you mentioned too, that you're definitely an empath. You identify as an empath, which means, and I can tell your sensitive nature just talking to you today. So how has that helped you in, in your career and in your history? And how has that been a challenge for you? Thank you. Yes. I, I think, I can tell you particularly one moment that it really has not helped me, but I've learned a lot from. Um, I tend to listen to people's body language and pick up everything that they're doing, you know, especially a manager or somebody of importance that's in the room when you're speaking or doing something. So I I remember particularly we were away, all of us were away at our team um, in London. We were having a big conference and it was my turn to speak and my boss I was watching him as I was talking to the whole of the room. My boss wasn't looking at me. He was looking at his computer. And as I was talking, I just saw him frown. And it completely threw me. And I was immediately questioning myself. And my own confidence was knocked. And I was like, oh, I've said something wrong. I'll, I'll carry on. I'll carry on. I'll try and get past it. And it wasn't for it wasn't for ages until we were in a one-to-one review. And he said, how did you know I was frowning at what? you were saying I was probably frowning at something on the computer and I was like oh I never thought of that because my intuition was oh I've upset him because he should be listening to me and he is in the room you know so I think that that was a small example but it's it's definitely something you know you pick up on things the wrong way and sometimes if you're in a room with a lot of different cultures and different people as well I take time to sit back a little bit and listen to people and watch their behavior to, to appreciate them and to, to feel their own energies as well. I do feel like I can see and sense people's energies. And a lot of that is then 
I can reflect myself because I can be really loud and excited or I have to quieten myself down and, and come in at a different level. So I'm not too much for some people. But of course, once once you do work out the dynamics, it's a lot easier because you, you can talk to different people at different levels. And right. I do find that I'm I'm like that. I can support people and, and sympathize with people almost sometimes as well. Yeah, that's a beautiful example of how it can be a weakness and a strength, right? Uh, this, you know, whether it's you're a highly sensitive intuitive or empath, which you just feel the energy all the time and it's overwhelming. It's it's knowing how to utilize that awareness to your benefit and beautiful example of like trying to notice when you take things personally and and kind of wipe that away as quickly as possible. And maybe it's not personal. Maybe the energy I'm feeling has nothing to do with me at all. And then you feel, you know, safe again until you can clear that up. And then exactly working with lots of different people from lots of different backgrounds. Um, you know, there's an archetype in the highly sensitive uh, world that I call the shapeshifter. And, and when we're, you know, a lot of times on the bad side, it leads to codependency and people pleasing. On the good side, it leads to this ability to be friends with anybody and literally be present with anyone. So you're you're in that club, definitely, <laughs> of using that yeah. shapeshifter to your to your benefit, but to the benefit of others as well. And just that connection, that ability to connect. I love it. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with you entirely. There's not one person, you know, the cleaner through to the managing director. I'll talk to anybody and be friends with anybody. But it does come back to haunt you because you can't get your work done because they all come in in your office and talk <laughs> That's to you. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> then there, there's the boundaries, you know, yeah. <laughs> interesting energetic boundaries, a, a subject for another show, maybe. <laughs> sure. well, well, it's wonderful to talk to you about all this. And I know that you, you know, it sounds to me that you help people with literally these kinds of situations, uh, because you've gone through them and your, your, your mess has become your message and your stress has become what you strengthen other people with. So you did mention um, that you still feel challenged with holding yourself back in terms of hopping into the coaching full time. Can you share about what that's been like for you, like the last few months and um, how I might be able to help you with some intuitive clarity today? Yes, absolutely. I think that, that as as you know, I only moved into the, the new role in um, January. So a lot, I mean, for probably six months, I didn't really give a lot of attention to my business. It was it was there but I had to really focus on everything else because I think as a woman um and the only breadwinner and all of that other stuff then and a mother um wife and all that thing you know everything all that thing that comes with the security that you want to provide and you want to stability for your family then you know a lot of people will say oh you know you don't believe in your business if you don't just jump in and go 100% you know make or break I'm like well yeah I can appreciate that but I have to have security for my family. I have to have the right amount of money to be able to take that leap. So my business has to perform at a certain level before I can do that, I believe. And so I think, I don't know whether I'm being too uh, reserved or sensible or whatever you want to call it, but it, it does hold me back in that sense. And I think I also hold myself back in how much time I give to my business, even though I'm up early to work on it every day. Um, but yeah, I think there's there's probably a little bit inside me that thinks, well, you know, I've been trying a lot of different things and it, it doesn't feel as if I'm helping as many people as I want to. You know, I'd love to help a lot more people and, and build the business up so it has that good reputation. I mean, it does, but there's just not a lot of people that have been able to help. So it's, it's a balance for me and I'm 
and I believe I've started to change my way of thinking about it lately. I've tried to do this this new be promotable thing. So I, I believe that I'm shifting um, a little bit, but maybe you could tell me where I'm not shifting, sure. <laughs> where I need to do more. Absolutely. Well, it feels to me like, um, you know, all the changes is, is a big piece of that, you know, a lot of changes going on. And whenever we kind of upset the apple cart like that, um, it's, you know, we have to find our grounding again and find our balance before we can create something new. So it definitely went on pause, the, the coaching business. And I feel that it, through all of this, you know, and I can tell from talking to you, that your inner voice, your inner counsel, your inner wise counsel is this guiding light that just gets you through the most difficult circumstances. And on the other side, you feel positive and bright. It's it's like your cork rises to the top. It's, it's your natural state and you know that. Um, what you're coming out of is dealing with some things. Um, I feel like it's disempowering patterns from the past, like maybe the old school work ethic, old school corporate ethic, maybe even some family patterns from family of origin in terms of like what's right and what should be done in a certain order in a certain way. And you actually really got complete about that. And you said, no more, I'm not playing that way, which then eliminated these kind of more, let's quote unquote, toxic or dysfunctional um, work relationships. Um, they kind of eliminated that from your life. Now, as you're moving forward, dealing with the fears and dealing with, again, that intellectual need to have everything in place. Um, you, you have a lot of spiritual beliefs that are starting to overlay some of these fears. So I'm not sure what kind of development work you've been doing. Um, to me, it's power of presence. There's a lot of um, just not only, not like slapping a happy face on things, positive thinking, but really adjusting your story so that you see the positive in every day. So you shared a little bit about that, but in what other ways have you been like consciously studying how to shift that reality for yourself? I think I, I do a lot of it with my clients, um, like rephrasing the way they speak mm -hmm. um, to take some aggression out of things or to negative, take the negative out and always look on the flip side or the, the, the cloud having a silver lining and that kind of thing. So I will always tell them to use their rose tinted glasses, you know, mm -hmm. but always look for the lesson, always look for the, you know, the positive side. And it, it's easy to say that than actually do it yourself. So I have been doing that myself a bit more, you know, trying to wind back my own thoughts about situations or my own feelings. And in fact, I wrote just recently some little thing that I put on socials that it was, you have to go with your own energies as well. And if you're quiet one day, be quiet. You know, you can't always be the bright, sparkly, yellow sunshine person. But what you can be is somebody that recharges at that time and, and learn to manage your energies and, and the way you speak to yourself and forgive yourself for having those highs and lows. And yeah, I think, I think a lot of the, 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 or the other part of it was the want to do different things in the house, for example, like decorate bedrooms and change windows and things. And I've just been doing it. And it feels great to think, <laughs> I can actually do it. You know, we make time, we do these things. It might not be as fast as other people, but we're getting things done. And it just feels that bit more releasing because it's been on the list for a long time. Or yes, getting you know, it you done. Just think, <laughs> I just didn't want to get started because I didn't know what I was going to do. So yeah, I think just get them done. Just don't think too much more now as well. 
That makes sense. And that is the key to keeping your energy moving. And it's very intuitive, a very intuitive flow. And I can hear in just as you're speaking and talking about your ideal people that you would be helping, they are sensitive and empathic people just like yourself, maybe introverts, maybe those who, you know, they're very smart, can get a lot done, but don't, you know, the social stuff in the, in the workplace is like, ugh, I don't want to deal with that. Um, so uh, that's the skills you bring to the table. And the more that you kind of see yourself as a unique asset to people in that specific situation, there's lots of different ways you can move forward with your coaching business. It's just about continuing to, to put it out there and maybe, maybe specify like what your what beacon you're putting out. But, you know, of course you're going to welcome anybody in. Um, but the, the big challenge for you is consistently going to be knowing that you can create something completely new from your purpose that there, you don't have to follow in someone else's footsteps. Um, and you don't have to, like, if there's even like, your parents or grandparents in mind, like, no, this is how you have a responsible life. <laughs> you may have to break some generational thought patterns to, to take the leap one day. And yeah, maybe you need that certain amount of savings in the bank or that certain amount of investment. And then you go, okay, we're safe to do it. But I would venture to guess that you may do it even before then learn to kind of live within your means a little bit more instead of, you know, expanding the big travel dreams and stuff like that, and then set some intentions um, and I just feel like it's going to feel so much better for you to say, I am the queen of my castle. This is what I do. And, and so keep, keep an eye on that. And I can feel within the next couple of years, you'll be ma maybe making some big decisions about how you're going to transition into this very unique coaching niche and, and your connections with corporate, the corporate world. There you go. Like you don't really need to stray that far from it. You just become a consultant and it feels like yeah. so. Yes. <laughs> so how does that feel for you oh it feels great I mean yes it would be wonderful and I think I have to strongly start believing more that that is the path that is the way it's going to happen I think there's there's certain people I've worked with in the past inside corporate roles you know doing extracurricular stuff like leading women's networks and things that it just goes to show that even those connections even if they've left those organizations still see the value in what we did together and and how we could do it together elsewhere so yeah there's there's a lot of potential I think people um I, I need to tap on lots more shoulders which I've started to do um but yeah maybe maybe tap a bit harder tap a bit harder and be be super specific because I feel like that that person out there I know for me back in the corporate world I would have loved that kind of coaching being an intuitive and, and empathic and just kind of overwhelmed by just the way it all worked and every culture is a little bit different, but there is a certain kind of standard and structure to the corporate world. And if you can understand how to navigate that as a sensitive person and use it as a strength, um, I feel a lot more people, you, we'd have that presence of sensitive empathic people in that, that space a little bit more. So I think that's the thing that kind of changes the world is in everyday jobs, we have lots of different energies and people looking to be present and helpful. So. Yes, absolutely. Cool. I think I just feel like I just I keep saying I just want people to be happy. And I feel like that's the the underlying piece. Just be happy with what you've got or or change it, but be happy. Yes, <laughs> there you go. I love it. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being here today, Lisa. Where can people find you if they're interested in learning more about you? Okay, so I'd like to point everybody to my website, which is www.exceed-coaching.co.uk. Wonderful. 
Well, thanks again for being here. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Thanks, Molly. You're welcome. And thanks, guys, for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.